Welcome into another edition of Second Amendment Radio and the Great Outdoors. You okay? I'm just laughing at you. What did I do? You did music radio back in the day, right? Uh-huh. For you years. Do, you do the exact opposite of a music DJ. You wait till the vocals begin, then you start talking, and <laughs> but we all get to enjoy the music intro of the song. You want me to hit the post? Oh, I can hit the post. Can you do it? Oh, you're dang right. I go. can hit the post. Do it again. Start can, that song yeah, over let's again. Yeah, this oh, is going to be. This is, ra- this is inside baseball. Because you're not Here supposed to start talking in talk radio until the music's playing for a minute. Whereas in music radio, you start talking as soon as the music starts playing so you yeah. can get out in time for the post. I'm yeah. a little fresher coming out of music radio, so it's fresh in my head, right? Hit it. Okay, Hit it. go. Hello, and welcome to another edition of Second Amendment Radio and the Great Outdoors. Certainly appreciate you listening today. Oh, oh I thought it was there. Oh, no, 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 no. Sorry. no it was so bad. I don't know practice. that song well enough. Yeah, you I don't know that Everybody knows that song. No, I guess I don't know it well enough to where the, the things hit. Anyway. You st- apparently, you still have time to introduce I did hit a musical Bo. post there, though. I did hit the first music post there. Okay. Okay. <sighs> okay. Well, it's... Uh, that's why you're If talk- anybody hasn't figured it out yet, this is Second Amendment Radio and the Great Outdoors. <laughs> and that's why you're the talk legend you are My today. My name is Tony Colombo. That is Bo Matthews. <laughs> And joining us in studio this week is Aaron Tarlow from Southern Armory, who joins us every week to start the show, but he's here with us today. Great to see you. It is. It feels good to be back in studio. Yes, it is good to so, have you back in I studio. Like, I like this studio better than the one I've set up at the house. Oh, yeah. So. <laughs> yeah. In the bathroom. Producer Chad Ellis, of course, <laughs> is here with us as well, and none of us have coronavirus yet, right? <laughs> oh gosh! Don't be doing that. You know the don't craziest thing, that. and not that we want to go deep into this, but for sixteen days, seventeen days, I've had a cold of some kind. Yeah. You look at the CDC's uh, uh, symptoms of coronavirus. How do you tell? I right. I, I have not had a, a, a fever, high so fever. that's yeah. yeah so that's good. The, the high fever is a big, big part news. of it. Yeah, the big one. Fake news. Fake news. And, uh, the, Just overreaction. Is that what you're thinking? I definitely think it's overreaction. Um, I definitely. Um, have witnessed a lot of people having like the the symptoms because yeah. they all everybody well, this is, is coughing. This is a cold, this, yeah, flu, well, pneumonia. It's funny you guys season. Want, want to talk about cold and flu? I wrote a little uh, deal. Uh-huh. I got tired of the uh, BS around. I actually firehouse. have real coronavirus. I'm I'm actually tying the coronavirus into this conversation for real. So that's oh, okay. where I was going. But go yeah. ahead. So uh, just real quick, I mean, there's a lot of uh, misconception stuff. Like uh, one of the things one of the guys around the firehouse was saying it was, uh, "Hey, you know, more people died uh, from the flu than Corona." And I said, "Well, you know, you're correct. 45 million people. This is numbers I pulled from CDC uh, from this year's flu season, and their numbers ran through uh, the end of February. They'll release mm-hmm. March uh, sometime in April." So 45 million people had the flu, 20,000 died. Mortality rate, when you divide Is this deaths, worldwide or U.S.? This is U.S. This okay. is CDC, was uh, 0.11%. Yeah. Okay? Yep. So then when you start looking at corona, 118,000. These numbers are a little old. This is from John Hopkins, and uh, 4,200 people had died. Yep. And really, we've we've added more to that. And it's um, like 3.5%. It's like 3.6% mortality yep. rate. So, you However, know, the those coronavirus numbers uh-huh. are worldwide, oh, worldwide yeah. and your flu numbers are from just the U.S., because people were calling, were I was talking about some numbers earlier this week on the Dave uh-huh. Glover show, and people were saying, "Well, wait a minute, you know, the flu only kills one tenth of one percent of the people, and <laughs> but that's in the United States. Worldwide right. flu numbers are a lot harder to gauge, but uh-huh. it, but the numbers do kind of show that if you're going to go worldwide with the regular flu." You're looking at like a two to three percent death rate. Sure. Here in the United States, it's way lower because we yeah. have 
better medical care. Yeah, we have vaccines and whatnot. Yeah, it is, so, yeah, it so. is amazing. The medical care so is... It's, it's hard to compare the coronavirus numbers mm-hmm. and the what we know about flu numbers because we're comparing worldwide stats right. to United right. States stats. But and there's not pe- enough of a... There's, there's also not enough a, cases in the, in the United new, States of the new, coronavirus to really yeah. know. And it's a new virus, too. Yeah, exactly. So when, you, when you're really looking at this as a... a I'm just beat this horse to death and then we're done. We're moving on to talking guns because I'm tired of talking <laughs> corona. Uh, but when you really look at this, um, the fear comes from not necessarily the high mortality rate. It's the fact that you've had governments around the world shutting cities and countries down. Like, mm-hmm. stay in your house, don't come out, don't go to work. Yeah. You're not going to go... To the grocery store, you're not going to go to the bar. So people are like, I'm going to have to shelter in place. The average American family has three days worth of food in their house. Right. Not, yeah. not, not our house. It gets I mean, concerning our, you know. that they're shutting down sporting yeah. leagues and events, you yeah. know, NCAA. And, NCAA and, so, and, and NBA. You, yeah. and, you've, and you've seen that in other countries where they've stopped these events, and then they've shut down towns and cities right. and yeah. complete providences, et cetera. So that's where the fear is getting driven from. And listen, I don't care what the infection rate is. The reality is, if you you know, we got scientists, we got politicians, and they don't talk very well. Politicians are going to do what they want to do, even though scientists may say, hey, this really isn't that big of a deal. We've got better medical care here. The other little side note I'm going to get to, Bo, and I know you're chomping at the bit, uh, is if we do have a massive uh, outbreak here, the number of acute care beds that we have, when I say acute care, I'm talking like ICU beds, right? Yeah. People that really, really need therapies. Well, you already have the normal number of people coming into hospitals. We're getting ready to get into the the asthma season here. We're going to do a lot of breathing treatments on the ambulance, but... um, and when you look at this, those people are going to go to one of the hospital. Then you're going to have people getting corona going to the hospital. They're going to be competing for the same airway drugs, the, the beta stimuluses. And then they're going to need fluids. And so we're going to have probably a shortage of IV fluids. And IV uh, bags. Yeah. Most IV bags come out of Italy, and now they're mm-hmm. shut down. Mm-hmm. I did want to correct myself. The last I heard was NCAA was playing, but only in front of family and a few yeah, people. Yeah, almost no okay. fans. Yeah, yeah. I thought they yeah. canceled no March Madness. No, they're going to play the games. Last I heard was they're playing the games, but they're not playing in front of fans. As of Thursday. But the it, NBA it, is Canceled. The NBA is yeah. suspending and, all games, period. Not SC, playing yeah. them. Huh. SEC as well. Yeah. Yeah. So. so anyway, like that's like my biggest fear is hospitals getting overloaded. And we, yeah. we could not handle 20 or 30,000 patients in, in, in St. Louis. So here's they why I brought coronavirus up in, in, in a gun talk is because yeah. I wanted to know from you, Aaron, at the shop oh, and then in, in industry wide, is it ha- is coronavirus having an impact oh, yeah. on the gun market? Yep. We are hopping at the shop. OK, it so is. people are. So it's not hurting it; it's helping it because of my uh, my prediction. And then correct me if I'm right or wrong. My prediction is when people think, "Oh, if we're all going to have to stay inside, I want to make sure that I'm going to protect myself in right. case things get weird." So this, this comes up to another uh, little side point, a little little thing that I wrote, a little blog. Um, you can kind of follow me on on the socials with this. Uh, but I saw this, you know, "Be like Bob" meme. Have you guys seen this? It's like, it's like, be like Bob. Oh, uh, yeah, it's I like, have. You know, Bob listens to scientists. Bob isn't panic buying. Yeah. Bob is going to be just fine. And I'm yeah. like, well, you know, Aaron, and I did this whole, my wife's like, you cannot post this. I'm like, too late. So <laughs> it was like, you know, Aaron listens to scientists to read scientific papers too. But Aaron realizes that, again, politicians will be politicians and they could shut down these cities. Aaron realizes that people only have three days worth of food in their house. And around day five to seven, they're going to either starve. And I tell you what, you know, Tony, if you only had three days in your house, 
and you ran out of food yeah. at day two, three, four, and your kids are starving, are you going to yeah. go start looking for food? Of course. Right. Well, you're gonna, whose house are you going to come to? Hopefully not Aaron's. It's the right. biggest motivator on the planet. Yeah. Hunger is the biggest yeah. motivator. Yeah. And, and, and But so far, nobody, I don't think anybody's talking about closing grocery stores in the United States. Well, they removed all the meat from Walmart, like all, yeah, the, pr- all those products right. out in Brentwood. It was like nothing there. But you yeah. can still go to the store and buy food. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. 100%. Uh, yeah. You can't get uh, yeah. toilet paper, For so now. good luck with that. No toilet paper, so no wipes, no hand sanitizer. I'd be we, uh, we were in Costco, <laughs> yeah. and when I saw this starting to kind of happen, I looked at my wife and I said, hey, uh, I'm just going to do a quick inventory around the house, mm-hmm. kind of see a couple things that I we think might. Everybody, I think that's okay. We, you know, I think everybody might, should be doing Some that. things we might need. And she's like, okay. And I'm like, uh, yeah, uh, probably want to pick up a case of toilet paper. Might want to pick up a case of paper towels. And we were down to like, you know, six or seven rolls. I was like, you know, you, you, people are going to run on stuff. We drink flavored water. We have regular bottled water. Mm-hmm. And I was like, so we might want to pick up an extra case of the flavored water. Normally we pick one up a week. Mm-hmm. And I was like, might get two this week. Mm-hmm. She's like, two? I'm like, <laughs> yes. Two. This is crazy. We're going to buy one more. And then uh, we normally go through about a case of, of regular water a week, too. And I was like, probably want to go ahead and pick up like four of those. Mm-hmm. Four. I'm like, yes. Where are we going to put them? I'm like, put them under the pool table. I don't so care. So what's, what's been the so, impact at, at the shop and in the in the gun industry is it people buying oh, guns and ammo or is it people yeah. coming like they're saying like i need my i need to get my uh conceal and carry yeah. like what's the it's, yeah it's all of it yeah we've got a lot of people coming to the shop hey do you guys do that ccw class like yeah we sure do like, i want it now and they're yeah and yeah we got a class coming up on the 21st so you got time to get in and register you can register online at southernarmory.com yeah mm-hmm. southernarmory.com yeah, that's southernarmory.com. And then, uh, so you can, you can register there. Well uh, you can come in. You can do some private training classes with us. I've got one uh, today, this afternoon. And uh, and so, I mean, we're, it's just, we're just kind of rolling with it, you know. And uh, but Do you people have people buying, coming in for cases of ammo? Yeah, we sell cases anyway. Uh, but, yeah, people are coming in and, you know, going, oh, you know, I'm not going to buy, like, the typical one or two boxes to go to the range. They're buying, like, four or five. They're buying right. hollow points, et cetera. Uh, what's interesting is... Uh, and I, I kind of noticed this, and I had to explain this to my to my wife. Uh, she's like, "We've had a lot of Asian people in the shop lately." I said, "Yeah, not surprising." She's like, "Well, why do you not think that's surprising?" I said, "Well, you know, uh, if you look back at like L.A. during the uh, L.A. riots from uh, uh, 90s. from King, uh, mm-hmm. they were hitting the Asian population pretty hard, and um, because there was some disparity between." Um, the African American community and the, the, the Korean community, or something. I don't know. I watched this documentary on it, and I said, you know, people are really kind of geared up and blaming the Asian um, realm, you know, China, etc. Yeah, a lot of xenophobic and, people. And, Uber, right, Uber drivers are the. If, if, there was an Uber driver story where they came to pick up somebody, yeah. and and they got in the car, and it happened to be an Asian person. Yeah. And the Asian person, the driver said, "I'm so thankful that you didn't cancel this ride once you saw me, because people are doing that." I right. think it was a story in Vegas. Yeah. And so uh, that's, that, that's, that's ridiculous. Yeah, that's what's going on, and it's, it's like it's these, xenophobic. Yeah. Like, I mean, they they found it's, out it happened. It the origin of the virus yeah. is yeah. here, so they're going to say, "Okay, yeah. anybody of this and I type think of people descent, would do that. We're going to stay away if from it was anything. If it was, if it was Mexican Australian or Mexican yeah. or Italian or German, or if it if it started in Tennessee and they find out, like, oh, yeah. you from Tennessee? I don't want to be around you. Like, I think it's yeah. wherever it starts is going to be an, right. a panic around uh, that type of person. So, 
no matter who that type you know, of person even is. Even though the, the king beatings were for were decades ago. Um, you so know, you think they, it's still kind of in the Yeah, I think that they're saying that, that, hey, you know, we could get retaliation against this, even though, you know, so, I've got uh, friends that are from China. Well, that's that, dumb. I hope that, that's not a real thing. Yeah, I, I do too. I'm right with you. But we are seeing them gear up uh, like crazy. Uh, I shouldn't hmm. say like crazy, but you know, definitely but a lot. Saying it. Yeah. yeah, you know, not the normal population is coming in the shop. Yesterday, um, like three or four times, and I was in back working on guns a lot of the day. Mm-hmm. And uh, but the the times that I poked my head up because I heard the door open several times uh, in a row, I said I'll go up front make sure Jess is okay and they don't need nothing. Um, I was there was it was not the typical gun buyers in the You're shop. You're seeing more of just the, yeah. the regular folk. That's not necessarily yeah. in the gun industry, but thinking to themselves, things might be getting weird. Need, Maybe need I need to get, to get a, a gun. Yeah. In, Go ahead, Bo. In 04, I was in Orlando when three hurricanes in a few weeks went over the whole state. And I'll tell you, you get that survivalist mental attitude. Absolutely. And, Very quickly. And, and, you know, the price gouging is one thing. But you, you think about, okay, what if, heck, what if the Internet gets shut off? We had a, mm-hmm. a, a Internet. Or, uh, you can't communicate. I can if you don't have the internet, I can. Me and my wife both can. How? I'm in zero APT and she's K E zero S G R. We'll be on the UHF radio. Oh, you're talking HF ham radio? Bands. Absolutely. Oh, well, okay. So there's a few people that I'll, I'll be I'll be talking to my buddies out on the West Coast, mm-hmm. East Coast, contacts I've got around the world. It'll I know be... a guy. I know a lot of guys like you. I, I'm it'll just be, saying it'll be okay. in communication. You, Not you, a big deal. You have a, a cell outage or a, power, a Wi-Fi outage, and we freak out yeah, nowadays because oh, everything's yeah, no, going there. It would be mass panic. The banking yeah. is you know you can't get to your money. All these things. Right. So. I, uh, I think stocking up. On, I think stocking up on ammo is a smart thing to do. Yeah. I have. I. I have. You know, uh, ammo for each one of my guns, but I don't have a lot for each one. I can fix that, Bo. I know you can. Okay. So Just let's do sure. this. Let's take a break, and All then right. when we get back, I want to change the subject, and I want to get into some of the election stuff, and I want to get Aaron's reaction to. Joe Biden and his interaction with the auto worker in I'm, Michigan. I'm getting me an AR-14. I don't All know of, what it is, but I hear it's one less deadly <laughs> Surrounding than the Second Amendment and uh, uh, that issue that happened. So we're going to talk about that when we get back. Also, coming up a little bit later in the show, Bo, uh, we have a youth fishing league that's coming on. If you can... Yeah, it, you know, it's actually kind of cool. It's uh, the uh, it's a National Youth Fishing Association, and they're out of Springfield, Missouri. Both Missouri and Illinois are included, but there are two different leagues, and they're in our area. So we're going to talk with uh, the crew that is putting that together because they're going to be starting up here in a couple of weeks. And if you're not going to be in on your screens in the house, maybe you want to take your kids fishing. Yeah, very good stuff. So we've got a lot to talk about here. We're just getting started. Don't go anywhere. You're listening to Second Amendment Radio and the Great Outdoors. You're worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Shut up. Chad didn't even have the microphone on for me to hit the post. It's not my fault this You were time. practicing in your head. I know you were. This is not yeah. a music station. Exactly, we're not start Chad. That That's exactly right. Welcome back to Second Amendment Radio and the Great Outdoors. Tony Colombo here in studio with Bo Matthews and Chad Ellis. 
And joining us in studio for the entire show today is our friend Aaron Tarlow from Southern Armory. And as I mentioned in that last segment, I wanted to get into a discussion in this segment about uh, one of the biggest news stories of this past week, Joe Biden, who now appears to be the very clear frontrunner. And the Democratic. Oh, I thought it was like prime. official. I thought they said like he's the man. Now. I don't. I, I don't think it's official. Official. I think it's. Uh, I think it's definitely like, obviously like going that way. But yeah. Okay. But as long as Bernie's hanging around, I guess anything can happen. Yeah. So he appears to be the guy that is going to be the Democratic nominee for president, which means there's a chance that he becomes president. He did something <laughs> man, last week bad. that you and I talked about when you when you called in at the beginning of the show last week. Uh, that was concerning to many Second Amendment uh, folks when he put Beto O'Rourke yeah. on his team. Beto O'Rourke was Mr. I'm going to go door to door and get the guns. And Sounds deadly. Yeah. And that when he was running for, for president, for, for that was all, kind of his thing. For all parties involved. Joe Biden has said, I'm going to put you in charge of of gun laws, of getting of common sense yeah. gun reform if, if I become president. So that is very concerning. And then this week, Joe Biden has a one-on-one confrontation with an auto worker in Michigan. Mm-hmm. This auto worker accuses a union auto worker. Yeah, you. right. You, you would think he would. You would think he was in very friendly territory yeah, there I with mean, the union. I think he thought he was in. Yeah, oh yeah, he thinks it. Yeah, he thought he was in friendly mm-hmm. in friendly uh, waters, and I don't think he was expecting that to happen. So. He this auto worker says you're against the Second Amendment. I have a problem with that. Joe Biden says no. I'm in full support of the Second Amendment. However, actions seem to be um, <laughs> opposed and, to that. And, yeah. What uh, do you What did conflict. you What did you think of that interaction and <laughs> and the way that Joe Biden handled it? Super presidential. <laughs> let me let yeah, me, cussing at voters. Let me start with that. That was super yeah. super presidential. Yeah, he's cursing um, at people. The reality is, is that uh, that guy was not going to vote for Joe Biden anyway. Um, but yeah, that's I, true. I will. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. You know, it's like people. But that, he was right. I mean, it yeah, was. Oh, a, yeah, it yeah. was a. Yeah. But he was. Yeah. The issue that he had with Joe Biden is, is a, a valid one. Is a valid issue. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely valid. At, at least in my eyes, other people would would disagree. So, mm-hmm. um, but with that being said, you know they weren't going to vote for one another anyway. So he wasn't. They weren't going to get anywhere. It's kind of like people that are anti gun. Why do I need to win them over? They're not going to come in the shop and purchase stuff. With all that being said. Um, it's concerning, uh, but I don't think that union worker is alone. I know a lot of guys in a lot of unions, uh, just because of what I do, and uh, people that I know. And I tell you what, you know, IFF, not the, even though they're officially supporting it. Uh, when you look at their page, you know, for Democrats for president, etc., there's only a couple thousand members. And then you look at the IFF members for Trump. I mm-hmm. mean, it's a it is, you know, like a hundredfold, like more of us in there. So. Um, it's just, and then I got buddies that are in carpenters union, laborers union, boiler makers, yep. pipe fitters, you know, etc. Even a few buddies uh, in UAW, and they. I've are said many times, none. just in political discussions in general, if the Republicans could find a way to make friends with the unions, Absolutely. it would be an absolute game changer. Because be. a lot of those union guys, like like I know that, and you know, yeah, are have a lot of very conservative Republican beliefs when it comes mm-hmm. to the military and Second Amendment rights, but. They feel like they uh, are voting against their paycheck if they yeah. if they well, vote for and, a Republican. And, and it's funny is a lot of them I know are uh, are closet Republican voters. They, yeah. In the in the primaries, like I have one buddy, he's a, he's he's a union guy. He works at a Chevy dealership. He's a customer, and on Facebook uh, on voting day, he goes, "Well, I went and casted my vote, you know, Democrat." 
and now I feel dirty. Hmm. And I was like, what? Like, I was like, hold on a minute. He's like, what's going on here? He's like, oh, well, you know, in the general elections, I always vote Republican. But in, you know, primary stuff, mm. I vote uh, Democrat and how I'm told. Yeah, I had a friend do the so. same thing. Went, went in, asked for the Democratic ballot, and he voted for uh, Biden. No, he voted for Bernie yeah, because he's he's looking ahead to the matchup between Trump and the, the nominee. Yeah. Back to this argument or this, uh, yeah, the confrontation with mm-hmm. Biden yeah. or as he's known as O'Biden uh, <laughs> with Biden yeah, no and the, uh, the auto worker. Um, and he and Biden says he supports the Second Amendment. But yet he's picking Beto O'Rourke to to be the gun czar, probably is yep. what yeah. they'll use the term. Yep. But that is exactly what the Second Amendment is written for. It's mm-hmm. a tyrannical government. If if they come door to door and they take your weapons, that is the take hunting off the table, take yeah. personal security off yeah. the table. Yeah. Except against a tyrannical government, and that's exactly what that would be. So the interesting part about that to me is when Biden says he could take this outside. Yeah. You no, are 78 no. years old. Yeah, you're not going to fare well against a 9mm. That is that is verbal assault anyway. Yeah. It's a verbal threat. Yeah. And if it would happen in reverse, the guy oh. said, I want to take... Guess what? He yeah. would be locked up right now. Or imagine if it was Trump that was cussing at a voter like that. Oh, which you know, I don't think Trump would ever, no, ever do that. The it, guy's got class. And it's well, he he has some. He can be diplomatic I, when he can. But yeah. here's the thing with him. When he goes after somebody, he usually goes, if, if they're not a politician, he'll go yeah. after a group of people yeah. and talk to or about that group of people as opposed to calling somebody out and saying, right. let's Absolutely. take this outside. Yeah. That is 18-year-old dumb, drunk, bar brawl stuff. Yeah, that is that is high school. And, and he's 78. Yeah. Seriously. Yeah. Break a hip, dude. You're not going to recover very well. Uh, it, it, it's rough. Um, what about a... the argument that, the, that Joe Biden tries to make when he says, look, I'm for the second. Let's take him at his word, which yeah. I don't think any of us are. No. But for the now. sake of this, for the sake of this discussion, how do you tell a politicians lying? Right when he's opening his mouth, when yeah, he's talking, mouth is um, But let's let's take him at his word and say that he is a supporter of the Second Amendment. He just doesn't think that you need to have a hundred round magazine, and that's how his or you want to have as much. Is. You're right. So, what's your what's your answer to that, Aaron? When somebody says. Look, I don't care if you have a gun to protect your house. I'm all for that. But why do you need all the? Why do you need uh, 500 rounds? You're, you're not going to take 500 rounds to protect yourself if somebody breaks in your house. So what? What is wrong with that? I mean, I know the answers. Playing devil, devil's advocate, yeah. obviously. But what is what is wrong with saying I support the Second Amendment? I just don't think that you need a uh, automatic or semi-automatic weapon or 100 rounds. Well, uh, so now you're taking away my personal decision, right? Uh, so, you know, maximum liberty to the people. It wasn't delegated to the federal government. If you really want to go like strict constitutionals, it was never delegated to the federal government for them to decide what I'm allowed to defend myself with. And if it was, I'm waiting on those tools, right? I went out and bought the vehicle I needed to, you know, have, right? You know, I got a wife and a daughter. I need something with four doors, right? We've got a trailer we towed for gun shows. I needed a pickup truck. That was heavy duty enough to haul a 10,000 plus pound trailer, right? Uh, otherwise, it would just be cookie cutter. We don't live in a communist nation, right? So mm-hmm. um, that's the the primary argument is it's, it's not in there for you to, to delegate this, yeah. right? As long um, as I'm not breaking any laws, as long as I'm not well, hurting anybody, I can make the, my decisions. And that's the, that's the libertarian view. 
You know, is, hey, you, you know, I, I'm not interfering with anybody. You don't interfere with me. We're not going to have any issues. And that's kind of my other viewpoint was what harm does that 30-round magazine have? You're also making up arbitrary numbers. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you are. I mean, it, you know, it's no, like, I agree you know, with that. It's a, oh, well, I mean, we had a mass shooting and he used 10 round magazines after we banned the 30 rounders. So now we need to look at what New York State has done with the New York Safe Act, and we've got to reduce everything down to six rounds or less. And let me well, just, you've, let you've me just clarify. The whole industry at that point. If, if the Sandy Hook shooter uh-huh. did not have access to a weapon, he would have created mayhem with something. Yeah, whether it's uh, fire or or right. a machete yeah. or whatever, uh-huh. it's it's or about. He'd have found a different. He'd have found a different gun just, that he could have got. He his just hands would have on. drove through a crowd of kids walking out to the bus. It's about mental health. Yeah, it's uh, about yeah. mental and health. It's about bad staffing. guys being bad guys. Yes, yes. So, but yeah, it's it's arbitrary. It's all arbitrary, and that's the way I look at this. Um, you know, I mean, if you're using an M1 Grand versus you know an AR-15. You know, one's got eight rounds, one has, you know, technically whatever type of capacity you want. You want to talk about, oh, let's just ban magazines. Well, I mean, you got belt-fed stuff. I've got mm-hmm. some belt-fed stuff. Man, mm-hmm. it's great. Um, you know, it's a, it's a good way to spend a lot of money, you know. I don't use it very often. Same thing with machine well, guns. Well, and, machine I mean, guns, I've, every skeet shoot I've ever been to or, or turkey loading, shoot or, just, one or just target practice, you know, just having fun shooting at targets at my buddy's farm, we go through way more than 100 rounds. We need, you know, you when yeah. you're when you're and, and well, just, you're talking about purchasing limits. That's a whole nother. Yeah, that's I'll, a whole nother story. Yeah, right. Uh, but yeah, I mean, you know, when you shoot trap and you go down to you know hinges and you shoot, you know, like five stand or something, uh, you're only loading, you know, one round at a time and you're right. moving stations. Right. When you are shooting trap and you got two birds that are going to come out, you're going to load two rounds, maybe three rounds. Um, so you know, I mean, there's you know different facets to this, but you know, for home defense. You know, I mean, why wouldn't you want a six-round shotgun or an eight-round shotgun or mm-hmm. get the mini shells where you can have double the capacity of the standard, uh, you know, six rounds? So, you know, again, it's just, you know, you do what's best for you. I think the government should should stay out of it. Now, I mean, maybe there's things that they need to regulate, but, uh, you know, I don't want people going, hey, I need a flamethrower or a, a tank. Um, you know, I mm-hmm. think, you know, you could have probably some issues with that, even though flamethrowers are really cool, you know, and they've <laughs> Elon got the, Musk made a million off of yeah. uh, selling those things too. Yeah. And they've got, they've got, uh, like the miniature ones out there, which are really super neat, but they're nowhere near like the world war two ones that you do find out there that are, <laughs> that are destructive devices. So that's Aaron Tarlow, owner of Southern Armory. He's sticking around for the entire show. Coming up in the next segment, we're going to talk to youth fishing league. I can't wait to have that discussion. Talk about something fun. And the great outdoors, the sun is out later in the day, and fishing, the full fishing season is right around the corner, although guys like Mark, Mike Marfell would tell you that it, uh, it never ended, yeah. um, and I, I love like that. Mike. Uh, before we take this break, though, what's happening at Southern Armory? Tell so, folks so what's bunch, going on. So a bunch of classes gearing up. The simulator's getting used a ton. Uh, so we did uh, some church security training uh, a few weeks ago. I kind of mentioned that on the air, and uh, that went really well. We're doing a, a second session for those guys. So if you've got a church that you're kind of interested in getting some firearms training for, we've got the simulator's just packed full of stuff uh, for that topic. And then we can offer some additional live fire training as well. And then if you want to learn how to put on tourniquets and kind of do like the the mash casually stop the bleed stuff, uh, whether it's your church or just you personally, you can come chat with me and um, I can get you set up with that. Uh, Being a paramedic also, uh, if you want a CPR card, first aid card, I'm a AHA instructor for that. So um, that's all those things. You can just call the gun shop or send us a message online saying, hey, I want to know more about 
firearms training or first aid training, et cetera, and we'll get you we'll get you set up, get you taken care of. Uh, other than that, man, the shop is you know it's getting it's getting pounded. Uh, wholesalers Good. right now are three days out from shipping, mm. um, so we you know we stack our orders. We ship about one a week. Uh, from each wholesaler, one every 10 days, and we went and submitted a bunch of stuff through, and they were like, it's going to be like three days before we even get to it. My wife's like, well, my husband will just run over and grab it, and they're like, no, it'll be three days before it's even picked. We're that backed up. So uh, we were like, huh, okay. Mm -hmm. So, you know, if you want that firearm, uh, you know, we're getting into kind of the USPSA, IDPA season or whatever, so if you need cases of ammunition, if you want to upgrade your sights or whatever, get in the shop, get those things ordered now, realize, you know, they're not going to be real quick it's going to be three four days longer than what we would normally expect um, so we're going to adapt on that uh, a little bit and kind of bulk up uh, and then once this whole corona thing settles down it'll be back to the normal it'll be here in about four or five days yeah uh, if we don't already have it on hand so um, other than that you can come in and get your reloading stuff from us we've got plenty of reloading stuff so if you can't find the ammunition you want and you want to roll your own you can do that uh, ammunition as far as that goes still got some of the odd caliber stuff in the common stuff we've got too we're just rolling through it a little quicker so um got our glock stocking dealer program in that sold out like instantly uh, i was pretty surprised my wife's like yeah we sold every glock 19 we had in store and then all the ones we had on order coming wow. in and i was like really and you know just kind of put this in perspective glock 19s get sold uh 10 of glock 19 uh versus one of any other model so um Kind of an interesting little fun fact. So Glock 19, if you're new to shooting, that would be a, a good gun to to get. You'll you'll definitely enjoy it. Um, yeah. Other than that, uh, classes are still rolling on. Simulator, book it. Special orders are always welcome. And uh, where can su- they find you? Suppressors. Yeah. Suppressors. Suppressors are, still got the pretty tight turnaround. Yeah. So get quick it. Turnaround. So yep. you can you can get on those uh, pretty quick. I brought one in today to talk about, but you know, Corona. Uh, so <laughs> <laughs> next week yeah. for sure. Yeah, it is what it is. It's better <laughs> when you got the visual. But uh, yeah, you can find us on Facebook at Southern Armory. You can find uh, my personal stuff on Second Amendment News podcast. Uh, we've got cool. podcasts that are rolling uh, right now. I've got to have so many together before they'll let me put it on um, mm-hmm. like a- Apple and stuff like that. So once I hit about that, they say three. I'm going to hit about five or six. We'll go live on there cool. and we'll crunk out about one or two every week. We're still going to continue the vlog on there. It'll just be kind of a maybe an after the deal or a little side note. Uh, but yeah, southernarmory.com. Southernarmory.com. That's southernarmory.com. And, and hmm. of course, all the socials. And uh, I love interacting with people on the socials. Yep. So yeah, come over and join it and uh, get on our newsletter too. So we're going to be spreading Definitely. Out those and definitely check out that uh, Facebook page, like uh, Aaron said, with the suppressor that he brought in today that we didn't get too much uh, time to talk about. You can see that stuff uh, on the videos that he does on the Second Amendment or on the uh, uh, Southern Armory Facebook page. So make sure you go. And check that out. Aaron's going to stick around. You should, too. We're going to talk to the folks of the Youth Fishing League uh, when we get back. Don't go anywhere. Listening to Second Amendment Radio and the Great Outdoors. Hello and welcome back into Second Amendment Radio and the Great Outdoors. Tony Colombo here in studio with Bo Matthews, of course, our producer Chad Ellis, and Aaron Tarlow from Southern Armory sticking around for one more. In just a minute, we are going to get the uh, guys from the National Youth Fishing Association into the conversation with us. want to remind you that uh, we're actually going to continue that conversation on our podcast. 
podcast exclusive this week. So as you guys hopefully have uh, discovered at this point, we put out two podcasts for you every week. One is the show, which we actually make available before the show airs. Uh, The show podcast we release every Friday morning, so you can download it before the weekend and take it with you if you're enjoying the great outdoors. You can uh, listen to this show anytime you want. And then on Mondays, we release our podcast exclusive, a second podcast that you can only get there through the various uh, podcast places. The best place to get our podcast, I think, is the Radio.com app, which is free to download. You favorite the radio station, and you have everything. You can stream the station 24-7, use the Radio Rewind, and download the podcast of this and every other show on the station. Again, all absolutely free, so make sure you are checking out those podcasts. And since we're going to be talking about fishing here in a minute, in a minute, fishing is a part of the great outdoors. And anytime we're talking about the great outdoors, it's brought to you by Razorback Armory. They're a full service firearm shop that strives to be the area's premier destination for firearm enthusiasts. Find them online at RazorbackArmory.com on Manchester Road, a half mile east of 270 on the south side of it. Tell them Bo sent you to Razorback Armory. Mm-hmm. And now, as I mentioned, let's bring uh, Eric Vandeven and Gary Holleran into the conversation right now. This is uh, near and dear to my heart. As you guys know, I am a avid fisherman. I love to get out. I'm so excited that uh, uh, the sun is out later now and we're going to be able to get some warmer weather and get back on the water. And uh, Eric and Gary are working with the National Youth Fishing Association. I hope I got that right. And uh, guys, thanks for for joining us today. I hope you guys are well. And I'll let you guys uh, explain exactly what uh, the organization is all about and what you guys do. Well, super. Thanks for having us on. And, um, man, I'm glad that the spring warm (laughs) rains are upon us. Yeah, no kidding. Put a little water in those lakes and we get to go fishing. So the National Youth Fishing Association, uh, Eric and I and um, many other teams from across not only Missouri but Illinois put together uh, a tournament trail for the high school fishing anglers. It's actually opened up for middle school and high schoolers to fish. And our first tournament is coming up here in just uh, just another weekend, March 22nd. Nice. How and and off the air we were talking for a minute and you were talking about how this is a growing uh, situation. This is a growing industry that we're seeing more and more people and young people getting involved in fishing. Uh, why is that? Do you think? I mean, I think it's wonderful, but why are we seeing that happening right now? And are you guys seeing that impacted in your uh, in in the association there? Yeah, absolutely. So. A couple things going on. First of all, um, it, you know, we finally are able to have an organized fishing event for this age group, right? So there's always been dominated with basketball and football and other sports activities for the middle school and high schoolers. We were able to finally put some uh, resources behind getting uh, a tournament trail kicked off for this particular age group. And uh, the high school and collegiate fastest growing sport in America right now is uh, the sport of bass fishing. Oh, that's awesome. And the coolest thing about that, the coolest thing about that is it's really because I'm not like, I feel like I was born in the wrong era, right? I wish it was <laughs> that high school bass fishing when I was in high school. <laughs> Amen. But, but it's, I'm just so grateful to see our kids returning to God's great outdoors and being able to um, experience what just three seconds can, you know, it only takes three seconds to get a bite and it can be a life changing moment for these kids to, 
put a big smile on their face and, and to see them light up as they uh, enjoy this this solid competition. Ain't that the truth? We're talking with uh, Gary Holleran and Eric Vandeven of the uh, of the National Youth Fishing Association. Uh, hey, Eric, if you could explain the two different types of uh, teams that you guys put out there. So we have our high school teams, and then we have the junior teams. But there's also another. Uh, it's a uh, it's a TBA. It's a pro team association. So that's where uh, the captain of the boat gets to fish with the boys or the the fishermen, I should say, because we do have females also. So uh, yeah, there's uh, one day set aside for just the youth fishing, where only they're allowed to fish. Uh, captains along for uh, support where we drive the boat we help them land the fish we're allowed to tie baits on help them weigh the fish and stuff and then the other day uh, we get to join in the fun with them so and Gary can you talk about the uh, the scholarship money that you guys have been able to award uh, since you guys have started yes um, so every event uh, so during the course of the season the tournament trail has truly has three um, events that people are competing for and are um, accumulating points to go towards being able to compete in a national event. So the national mm-hmm. event is the biggest payout of the year, but each event has different scholarships. And the, what's really, really um, interesting about the National Fishing Association, how they have this stood up, you can also get scholarship money by writing an essay. So we want our kids to perform not only on the water and in this great sport of bass fishing, we also want them to be good um, student athletes as well. So if they uh, right in every tournament has a different topic, each uh, each team. So two kids on a boat. So two kids are on a team. Each team can um, submit uh, two different essays. The essays can be like one page long. It can be multiple paragraphs long. Um, and if they win, both anglers get the scholarship money. So you get not only scholarship money for participating in the event as far as winning and and, uh, each event has those top prizes but you also can win just by putting a pen to a piece of paper and talking about you know why you love the great sport of bass fishing or whatever the topic is for that event so if if people want to get their kids involved in this uh what's the best way to get more information get themselves signed up and what exactly are the uh the the beginning age and you know the the end of the program age where where's that window and and how do people get signed up sure so fifth grade all the way through graduating uh, high school so all the way up through senior can participate um the best thing depending on where your listeners at is to check out with their local high school and see if they already have a program established or, or a club established. Mm-hmm. If um, if not, they can always call or reach out to Eric and I. Uh, we'd love to have additional kids on our team. We talked earlier about the growth. Last year we had five teams. So we basically had 10 anglers on our team. This year we've already doubled our size. And it seems like every time we have a, a team meeting or a team practice that we get more kids to show up. So it's growing. It's growing well. And uh, just by going on to your website or going on to your computer, the National Youth Fishing Association, you can get all the details there. It lines out the whole tournament season for both Missouri and Illinois. Talks about all the scholarships, how to get involved, even even as basic as how to start a club. Just like what is the first step um, is all in that website. That's great stuff. And how how has the 
participation with the schools been? Are schools very uh, eager to start these teams? Does it seem like something that they are embracing, or has there been is it been some pushback because of like the challenges of of starting a fishing team? So we we're we're out here in Imperial. We're with Segment High School. Yeah, and uh, we we do not get much support from our high school. We actually started huh. a club. The school allows us to use their name, and they have done a little advertising for us, which is great. But they've got so much on their hands right now with all the sports going that. Uh, they, they don't have the time or the resources for this. That's why we stepped in and started. Uh, it's actually Seckman Jags Fishing is the name of our club. Uh, and we, we run on our own. We're, uh, we're self, uh, self-sufficient. self We do fundraisers and stuff to raise money to help out with the costs and stuff. Uh, that's, that's what our club's about, trying to help these kids get out there and enjoy fishing and stuff. So... Great stuff. And as I mentioned, these guys are going to be sticking around. Eric and Gary are going to be joining us on the podcast exclusive. We're going to continue this conversation. So uh, if you're interested in this, please uh, make sure you're downloading that podcast every week. Uh, We release the two podcasts, as I mentioned earlier, one on Fridays and one on Monday. And we're going to keep talking about the National Youth Fishing Fishing Association on the podcast exclusive. Make sure you look up the National Youth Fishing Association on the internet if you want to get more information and uh yeah we're going to continue talking with eric vandevin and gary holleran on the podcast so make sure you are listening to that make sure you're downloading those podcasts every week on the radio.com app it's absolutely free to download the app and then you can stream the station 24 7 use the radio rewind and download the podcast of this and every other show on the station big thank you to aaron tarlow from southern armory for being in studio with us today southernarmory.com and southern armory on facebook make sure you're checking that out and for my co-host bo matthews and our producer chad ellis i am tony colombo thank you so much for listening to another edition of second amendment radio and the great outdoors all-star closer kenley jansen we have a question what's the best podcast of all time Baseball isn't boring, baby. I'm Rob Bradford, and every single day I'm sitting down with the biggest names to show you this great game is the greatest game. It's my podcast. It's my passion. It's a cause I started more than two years ago and is now the most prolific national daily baseball pod there is. Another fact, so jump aboard the B.I.B. Express. Follow and listen to Baseball Isn't Boring, presented by Wasabi Hot Cloud Storage on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts.